the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN Big Game Squares Contest, $1,000 prize pool up for grabs and completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares to enter today. Yeah! Yes, sir! I can't contain my excitement. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know me, you know the voice, you know guys. Me, really relevant in the world. So, real from you at your service, you know, because it's the WNBA gambling podcast that I got my guy Scott Steele Rachel with me. And Scott, we got to kick it off the right way because Brianna Stewart is a New York Liberty. Let's fucking go! Dog. Dog. I mean, you know we, that we I don't even, we don't even like it's not even just that. It's not even just that. Because guess what? We got Doc Low Jones too. We got her too. Got- <laughs> oh, oh, oh man. Um I, I know we're we're gonna talk about the Aces in a second. And yes, the Aces had a great offseason. There's nobody that had a better offseason than the New York Liberty right now. And guess what? It might not be over. It might not be. I over. mean, there's only one word to sum up the off season, right? I mean, it's just Biberty, isn't it? Oh man. I mean, it's it, it was a hell of a I'd say news story this morning that Brianna Stewart ended up uh, signing with the Liberty. It's why we decided to have this. I don't want to call it an emergency. Well, I was pod, waiting. It, it I, yeah, no, like it, it. I wouldn't say it's an emergency, but it was. I was waiting because I saw the Candace Parker news. I said. She's got to she's got to hit New York. So now I'm just waiting day after day. Like, all right, we're pushing this pie, pushing this pie. Pushing they kept this narrowing pie. down the options and it was like New York or was it Seattle as the final two options? I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, New York and Seattle, I believe, is the last two. True. There's once Sue Bird retired. I don't know why she'd bother going back to Seattle. So <laughs> I'm not surprised she jumped. I think she in. packed up her stuff with her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, man. I mean, this, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling yeah. is the roof of what the Liberty can do this season. And like I said, it's not over. There is one more big piece that is still yet to fall, and that's Courtney Vanderson. Mm-hmm. And so she's announced that she is leaving Chicago. She basically announced that she's entering the transfer portal, which I thought was hilarious in itself that she made a transfer portal announcement. But If I had to guess, I'd lean Seattle, if I had to guess in general, because they, of course, need a very good guard after Subert retired. If I had to guess, I'd say she's going to go to Seattle. I think Seattle will still be a formidable team with her on there, especially to replace that. And Jewel Lloyd is still over there. Like people were forgetting Jewel Lloyd is still yeah. Seattle. Seattle still has talent. It's just nowhere yeah. near as good of a team as it was in the last couple of years, obviously, losing Subert and Brianna Stewart. But you're talking about Vandersloot. There's no room on Vegas. There's, they're not going to put her with uh, UNESCO. I don't see that happening as a backcourt. So uh, I, I do because. Really? You think so? Yes. So when think about what happened to the second half of that season and what really was helped the success of the Liberty. And it was the fact that 
they went and they picked up Crystal Dangerfield and she was able to handle the rock and be able to let Sabrina play a lot more off ball. Like they took another leap offensively of what they can do when she was able to play a lot more off ball than she could without another dominant ball handler there. So I think that it would be a like moving Sabrina over as a two guard and letting Sloop run the offense. I think that'd be a really, really good move for New York. That's why I'm like, hey, this seems sounds like the way to go because you don't have Crystal Danger Crystal Dangerfield this go around. And you really, really do want somebody else that is confident. Some uh, another person that is good, able to handle the ball, make the right progressions, make the right reads, and keep that offense flowing. So I think I think it's a really really good move for her and Sabrina to be playing in the same backcourt. I think it would be a good move offensively. Defensively, I think that have some issues because they would be a little bit undersized. I think that would be a bit of a concern yeah. there. So you can overcome it because you have John Quell and Brianna, and they could punt stuff in the middle of the lane. But I am a little bit concerned if they would have that pairing about the defensive ability of that backcourt. I think that's the main problem if the Liberty would bring in Vander Sloot. She's also a very unselfish player, so I'm not exactly worried about how well the chemistry would work between them mm-hmm. because Vander Sloot would be willing to take less shots to be a good facilitator. We know she's one of, and if not the best, these, facilitators in the league. All of these players, I mean... Even Sabrina, to be honest, all these players are used to playing with other talent, like yeah. other really, really good talent. You talk about everybody that the Sky had when Vandersloot was there. You talk about what the Sun had with John Quill, of course, the Storm and Brianna. Like everybody's used to playing with talent. So I think that uh, they have the team, they have the coach, they have what it takes to put it together. I mean, I. We talked about it before the end, our last pod. That is the last pod that we re- that we recorded until this pod. We said that if there was somebody that you wanted to buy into going into ch- uh, free agency, it was the New York Liberty. And look at this. They went from, I think there were like 10 to 1 odds at that point to now the second favorite behind yeah. Vegas to win the title. There were two teams. It was either, for me, Liberty or Connecticut. I thought Connecticut might have been a sleeper team for Brianna because, of course, she played college with UConn. But mm-hmm. we thought the Liberty were obviously going to be in play, and they were. I was not expecting the John Quell trade. I thought that was the sho- the most shocking move for not me Not only was that shocking, but she requested it. Yeah. She said, I want to be in New York. Because Brianna, once again, we thought, several months ago that there was a decent chance that she'd end up with the Liberty. And we knew that the Liberty would be one of the top two, top three landing spot finalists for Brianna Stewart. Yep. So we weren't totally surprised she ended up committing. It was just amazing to actually see her commit officially. Yep. I was not expecting Natasha Howard to get, to get traded. I was not anticipating that whatsoever. Of course, I think John Quell's a better player. Do you think the, what do you think was the reason behind that move? I, I don't know. And that's really a question for nobody other than John Quell. And I swear, if I if I knew that this was on the horizon, our conversation in Vegas when she was there for the finals would have went way different. Yeah. You bumped like, into I, her in Vegas. They made the finals. And it's like, even, all right. Didn't yeah. even process in my mind that she would be on the Liberty. So I'm just like. We would have had a completely different conversation if there was even an inkling that this was on the table. But <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this is this is great. This is great for New York, who is starving for a championship. 
of and any I think kind. This is the best of any kind. And this no is, offense it, to NYCFC. We know you won the MLS like two years ago. That's not the point. Did they really? I didn't yeah, they won, know that. They won the MLS two years. You said we do that, and I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Okay, shout out to I root for the uh, Red Bulls, so I don't even root for NYCFC, but still. Oh, wow. All right. Maybe I'll root for NYCFC. Maybe. I don't know. I got to I gotta look into it and pick a team. But this is this is great. This is great. Let's let's get into. The, well, I, I want to ask you one thing though, since just quickly before we get into the odds, which is going to segue into the odds actually. Well, let's do odds last. Let's talk about everybody, what moves okay. they made, and we'll talk. Well, about the odds I'll last. tell you what. At least mention the odds for the top two teams because this is kind of like Golden State versus Cleveland about four or five years ago, where it feels like the finals are determined already in the league uh, based on what the odds are. I'll read off the main two odds because I, I want to mention the point here that I'm about to make. Vegas is favored at plus 135 because they got Candace Parker. They brought back basically everybody from last year, and they're already the best team in the league. So Vegas should be the favorite, in my opinion. The Liberty are plus 150, so they're neck and neck with Vegas. And then you have the third best team at 12 to 1. So it's not even close between Team 1, Team 2, basically Team 1A, Team 1 B, and then you have everybody else. I'm going to ask you this, though. If you're right, and if the Liberty also make a push for Vandersloot, do you think that the Liberty should overtake the Aces for being the favorites to win the title? He said it one more time. If they get Vandersloot, do you think the Liberty should overtake the Aces as the favorite to win the championship? No. Okay. Because they because at the end of the day they haven't amounted anything yet. Now I can take my excitement and my fandom and I can tell you that I think that they're gonna win the title for sure. But should they deserve to be a favorite? No. Like Vegas just did it. Yeah. Vegas just did it in resounding fashion. And then they went and added arguably 1A, 1B of targets that they could have added this year. Yeah, they so added a top five. They added a top five player in the history of the league. So, so I can't, I can't just sit here and say that you know, no matter how much I'm super excited for the Liberty, I can't sit here and say they deserve to be a favorite, even if they added Vandersloot. Like I know you have champions on that other side of the ball, but in the day they're not champions together. This Las Vegas Aces team just won a title. Yeah, I'm and just asking that because they got better. We know as of right now, Vegas should be the favorite. I think we both agree Vegas should be the favorite. So that's why I was asking if you thought Vandersloot would potentially tip the scale a little bit. I don't think it would either, but I was asking just for your thoughts. Yeah, no, no, I don't think it will. But uh, we'll talk about Aces a little bit more in a second. First, we got to talk about our presenting sponsor, and that is WinBets. The, the official online sportsbook of Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So many ways to win. Live betting, same game parlays, a.k.a. the win, build your own bet. You can bet the Super Bowl, the big game. You can uh, hit a crazy parlay. If you hit the craziest long shot parlay of the week, you can get a $1,000 free credit. And if you don't want to do that, if you're not a parlay better and you've never signed up with WinBet before, sign up today. And you'll get a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability, of course. So much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. 
Our subject, change service conditions at winbet.com. Must be torn order of present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by our Big Game Squares Contest. SGPN is giving away $1,000 in their Big Game Squares Contest. Completely free to enter. All you have to do is follow the Sports Gambling Podcast on Spotify. Give them a rating. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares and enter for your chance to win a free big game square. All right. Let's talk about Vegas because this team was already arguably, I hate to say super team because it's more of like the Warriors where they kind of homegrown. Last year's team and, was one of the most talented teams in the history of the league. Yeah, and they homegrown. Everybody was homegrown over there. Yeah. But now you add Candace Parker, who adds so much to a team. She adds defensively. She adds as a floor general. Playmaker. She adds as a veteran presence in the locker room. She adds, as, yeah, playmaker. She adds as a scorer. She adds everything. And guess what? You probably don't even need her to do all of that on this team. And not to mention, you also poached Alicia Clark from the Mystics. I mean. Is this the the, the the best team of all time? The Aces? Yeah, I think so. I think it it might be. I I think it is. WNBA has been around for 20 plus years. So I'm sure you can make an argument that maybe one of those Sparks teams with Lisa Leslie might have been better. You can make an argument if you go way back. But in terms of top to bottom talent, this is probably the deepest and most loaded roster that I could possibly remember in the WNBA. I can't think of a better team than this. You have the Houston Comets, the 1998 Houston Comets that finished 27 and 3. That is so because it's like four. It's forty games now. I mean, in recent years, I'm thinking of the Storm in the bubble year because they didn't lose a playoff game. They they swept the playoffs when they won the title. There's like recent dominance, but even from talent perspective, this Vegas team is crazy. I don't think they beat twenty seven and three as a win percentage because that's ninety percent. Like people understand, that's ninety percent of the games. I think I Vegas think could can... if they cared. I, I don't think they care. Vegas is going to clinch the one seed with I don't even know three weeks left in the season. Like I don't know if it matters to be honest. That's not like the like everybody loves for NBA comparisons, and you know for for a little bit you got to entertain it a little bit to get people more into the WNBA. Mm-hmm. You got to show them, hey, this is really what it means. So while I don't necessarily appreciate that because I think it kind of, you know, little degrading to the WNBA, but it helps people understand the sport. And if you want to know a comparison, this is like the, like you said, the Warriors and them trying to amount to what the Bulls did. And so they, I mean, yeah. I, it really feels like Warriors Cavs. So you're looking at a spot where these two teams, the Liberty and the Aces, are so far ahead of every other team that barring injury, it feels like we're just guaranteed to see Aces versus Liberty in the finals, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Once again, I said before, I didn't say the team. Washington has the third lowest odds to win the title. They're at 12 to 1. Like, it's not even close between these teams. Vegas finished at 26 and 10 last year. 
They lost one playoff game. There Actually, no, they didn't. Very, they lost two playoff games. There's a very good chance that they don't lose 10 games again. They lose one playoff game or two. They sweep, I don't remember if they swept the Storm or not. I think they did. Did they? No, no, they, they, didn't. Didn't. no they lost no. game one to the Storm. They lost two playoff games last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that... I'm hard-pressed to find 10 losses in this team. They're going to be favored in every game. Who are they an underdog to besides maybe on the road against the Liberty if they bench a player? Yeah, that's they're favored in every game. That's it. I think the Liberty are favored in every game except the Aces. Like that's it. These all I know is I'll I'll blindly take the win total over on the Aces. You said there's 40 games now. Yeah. So um, I believe that because it was 36 last year. I believe. Let me just make sure I'm not talking outside of my net because somebody will correct me. But I'm pretty. I know that there are win totals that come out for teams. Vegas will probably be somewhere in the 30s. I I feel like I have to take the O. Like I don't know how they're going to lose. Yeah. So it, yeah. So it was thirty six, and then it got four more games from last year. So now the season is at forty games. Each team will play twenty home games, twenty road games. Okay. So even the great NBA teams, middle of dynasties, whatever, their win totals are still going to have them winning like eighty percent of their games, eighty whatever percent. What do you think the win total is going to be for Vegas? And can you make a case for the under? Like, if this win total is, what, 28 and a half? Oh, it's a smash on the over. Like, that's what that's I'm the saying. Best, They're not going to put it at 30. Like, it, can they? No, they put it at 32? I think, you, I think that you got to set it at 30 and a half. I think you got to set it at 30 and a half. I think you have to set it at 30. Because you got to because you gotta remember, you have to set the Liberty at least a game behind them. It can't yeah. be the same. They can't be the same. Or I think the Liberty will be three. I think the Liberty will be two or three games behind. Yeah, maybe three or more because they do have a younger roster. So you can make an argument that Vegas has the experience from every position, and UNESCO is still young. Of course, John Quell and Brianna are veterans, and they've won MVPs before. But still, I think Liberty will probably be two or three wins behind for a win total. If I had to guess, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to text Matoy and ask him. Uh, about so, win totals? <laughs> yeah, like so. If you had to set a win total for the Aces in Liberty right now, what would it be? <laughs> just if if me. I was setting the Vegas win total, I would set it at like 31 and a half, 32 and a half. If I was setting it, being realistic, there's no chance go, they're going to set it there. That high. No, they I can't. Because you got to yeah. account for injuries. You got to have the yeah, hypothetical yeah. injuries in there. I think 10, I think this, I mean, team last year lost 10 games. You added four more games up there. And I don't think those four extra games are guaranteed losses. So I think I got to set it at like 29 and a half, 30 and a half for the aces. And then maybe a 28 and a half, 27 yeah. and a half for the Liberty. You're always going to account for injuries. So that's why you usually take a couple wins off the top, especially in a 40 game mm-hmm. season. I think Vegas will probably be around 29 and a half. If I had to guess 29 and a half, 28 and a half. I think they'll win at least 32 games. All right, we talked about the big teams to start, but it's still a lot of good news in the league. Like, there's it's still a lot of good uh, news in the league. Let's see here. We have so there's been a lot of shakeup in LA. That's the next team we'll talk about, the LA Sparks. Because earlier in this offseason, Kurt Miller left the Connecticut Suns to head coach the Los Angeles Sparks. Again, we ran Derek Fisher through the mud last season. 
this is such a huge upgrade. Like this is probably one of the best from last season to this season head coaching changes in a long time. Kurt Miller is a, a very good head coach. Then they go, they lose Christy Tolliver and uh, Brittany Sykes to the Mystics. So the Mystics get better. They re-sign Lexi Brown. They, um, who else did they re-sign? It was somebody else that I'm, I think I'm on the wrong screen. Okay. I don't know where page is. I got to pull it back up. But let's talk about LA for a second. Let me try to go pull up this thing so I can see what, because this, this is all changing. Today is the first day that teams can actually sign. I think they were negotiating a negotiation period earlier with the Ashley Slash. So, uh, let somebody, Brown. somebody hand Brianna a pen. That's all I'm saying. That's all I care about. Just give her a pen. John Quell, too. Just give them pens. Let them sign their name, and we're good to go. All right. So you have Stephanie Talbot comes over from Seattle. You have uh, Lexi Brown re-signed. And then Jasmine Thomas. Jasmine Thomas coming off that ACL injury is with the uh, Kurt Miller again in the Los Angeles Sparks, which I think that is a very, very underrated move that hasn't gotten talked about enough. Just because of how good Jasmine Thomas is as a point guard, if she comes back, and I, I expect her to come back well from that uh, ACL injury. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A a fun reunion. And they traded. I think they traded like a first round pick for her, and like three different players or something to get Jasmine Thomas over to the, the Los Angeles Sparks, which was really their issue last year. They didn't have like that point guard like they didn't have a main point guard it was just more of a couple like lexi brown handled point guard responsibility it's also a separate can of worms by the way we haven't even gotten to the wnba draft yet yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh ba boston's oh, eligible dog. Year, right? boston's oh. eligible this year yes okay. yeah she's gonna be the number one overall yeah. pick. oh she's guaranteed <laughs> to be number one i was just it was yeah. her in uh clark i'm assuming boston will go one but still. yeah the the draft is loaded. The draft. Kaylin loaded Clark is so damn good, though. Okay. Oh man, I'm so excited for this season. Like, I'm really you just mentioned first round pick. I'm like, that's right. We're not even like near the WNBA draft yet. <laughs> no, we're not. So, LA is gonna make LA is gonna be better. They're not like it, we understand it's a two horse race, and so now it's like who's third, fourth. Honestly, forget about the actual title stuff for now because everyone's a long shot after those two. I think the Sparks will make the playoffs. Yeah. You know that I made a case last year for the Liberty at like 200 to 1, and my only argument was just get into the dance and see what happens. We know the bottom half of the WNBA was very weak last year. The Liberty were below 500. They made the playoffs. We saw the... Atlanta Dream fighting for a spot. They were like five under. Like it was really ugly in the bottom of the last couple of playoff spots there. Mm -hmm. If you get in and you have a 50 to one shot, a 70 to one shot, whatever, have some fun with it. You got a lotto ticket. See what happens. I think the Sparks are maybe worth a lotto ticket. They have some, they have talent on the roster. I think they're good enough to squeak into a playoff spot. I'll go ahead and use this to go into my next off-season move that I think deserves a lottery ticket. The Atlanta Dream. 
Alicia Gray? Yeah. Alicia move. Gray? Oh my gosh. You bring in Alicia Gray like that. It was a great move. <laughs> it was a great move. And you uh re-sign Asia Dernia Coffee. It looks like they're staying in Atlanta. You, you already in. had young talent on the roster, so now you bring in a talented yeah. veteran to help. Yeah, and somebody like that is a big backcourt. Yeah, if there's yeah. somebody that could give the Liberty problems, it could be the dream. Just because they have such a strong, like such a big backcourt, that it it's a size, it's just a size mismatch at this point. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Howard, Alicia Gray filling out the backcourt. Of that That's such team. a good backcourt, though. It's Howard so and Gray. It's such a hell of a backcourt. So good. And they traded over a third round pick to Dallas. So <laughs> that's probably your um, Caitlin Clark right there. Like, it's a pretty good possibility that that's her right there. I I'm assuming they... Boston and Clark are going one, two. If I well, you still got um, Diamond Miller. Yeah, I, I think Clark's so going to go two just because of the female Steph Curry stuff. You can sell merch with that. I, I think yeah. she's going to go two, if I had to guess. Because you know Clark's walking into an ad deal. Yeah, she is. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm assuming it's going to go Boston and Clark. I'm assuming Diamond goes three, if I had to guess. She's really fucking good. She's really good, too. But yeah, if you're asking really for good. my guess, I'm be, assuming. I don't, I don't think it's any wrong answer here. There's no really wrong answer. I'm just guessing answer. Clark will be taken yeah. before Diamond with two, if I had to guess. So you have some combination of either. Di- you just turn. So you turn Alicia Gray into some combination of either. Uh, Diamond Miller or Caitlin Clark depends on how that goes. Think, I mean, Dallas is you know they're going to be one of those young teams, probably not that good, but can go out there and can go toe to toe with a couple of teams. But we'll see how that looks. But the dream, the dream got a lot better with Alicia Gray. They got a lot better with Alicia Gray. I think they did. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm trying to see is there anything that. Any big news that I didn't hit on? Uh, I mean, let's go ahead and talk about the Mercury and the fact that Brittany Griner says she's going to play. I'm con- I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie. I'm concerned. I didn't think she was going to come back to the league. So when you say you're concerned you're talking about just her being extremely rusty or do you think that mentally she might not be fully ready for a 40 game season i don't want to say mentally what she can or cannot do but that's what I, that's why i'm asking like for what aspect you're it's all physical it's okay. all physical in the fact that she was more than likely probably extremely malnourished for over not over a year but almost a year uh probably extremely malnourished probably you know it's going to like that's not going to just change in six, seven, eight months. Like you, she has to get to physical shape before she can even think about talking about game shape. And it's not like you have an 82 NBA game season. It's 40 games. Like there's some players that can't even get in game shape, like proper Tip top game shape in that amount of time. So I'm 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 a little concerned. I hope that uh this is a healthy season for her, that she's not battling injuries on nagging injuries on and mm-hmm. off this entire season. And I wonder I how think- much rust is gonna play a factor, and especially the first couple of months. 
And the last, I mean, the last big domino to fall is what's going to happen with Skylar Diggins-Smith. Yeah. Because I think the overarching feeling is that she's not going to stay on the Mercury. At some point, she's going to get moved. I don't think the Mercury are going to be good next year. I don't think they're going to be good either. But Just I, saying, if I'm, if I'm being just, honest, there's too much it's, uncertainty. It's ha- We're talking, I think what we're talking is like, are they going to be bottom of the league back or are they going to be just barely outside of the playoffs bad? I think they'll miss the playoffs. Let's put it that way. I hope I'm wrong. It's a great story, but I, there's just too much uncertainty with that team. And they were already kind of falling apart to begin with. I think if Skylar Diggins gets traded, they're like bottom of the league back. I think she will be traded. I can really it's see really, her for being me, it's a draft. win. It's win. I can see probably... her being a, dra- a draft day trade type of candidate, okay. but I can see them trying to keep the big three together in the short term to see if they can work something out. I don't think it's going to work out, in my opinion. Yeah, me neither. All right. So I'll I ask can't... you this, though, just, just to wrap it up before we officially end it. Who do you think is going to be the worst team in the league? Is it just going to be the usual suspect, or do you think that there's a new challenger for the worst team in the league? I think it's the Mercury. Okay. I think it's the Mercury. That's why I was trying to – that's what I was alluding to. I think it's the Mercury. I think the Mercury are going to be the worst team. In the I was asking because Indiana is usually the surefire answer for worst team in the league. No, I think Indiana's uh... – Indiana's my favorite team last year. I was – Fading them 15 <laughs> points, 18 points, didn't matter. But Mitchell's healthy again, which helps. Yeah, I think that... Um, that was when I really faded them entirely. It was when their best player got hurt. And then at that point, it was just... A, it was a WNBA G League team just getting their asses kicked every night. But... So, Indiana has the first overall pick. We all know that's Aaliyah Boston. It's, it's Boston, yeah. So, you talk about Boston... Nalisa Smith, dare I say, Skylar Diggins Smith. Make a case, maybe. I think that. I I think that it's gonna. I think it's gonna be. I think Indiana's gonna be a good like trade destination, and they go and they get uh, Christy Sides as a head coach with long time. If you don't know, long time WNBA assistant, really really good. She's gonna do a great job with that Indian team. Oh, by the way, for those who don't know, Boston is an immediate like walking double-double in the WNBA. Yes. She she's there's going to be no Absolutely. transition at all. She's going to come in and dominate. Absolutely. Like she's she's going to be good. She's going to be that good. Like Yeah, I can't. I can't. You want to compare Boston thinking. to like a John Quell? I see some similarities in their games. Yeah, I, I'm. Just, I'm. I don't think that it's anybody like. I really don't think it's anybody else. Like I think is. I think is. Once they trade Skylar Diggins Smith, what does this team have at all? Like the know- argument is, they might keep Diggins Smith immediately. Hope that the. Big three that they want to call it can maybe figure it out early on and then they'll trade her midseason. So maybe the argument is they might I mean, not one, get off to a bad enough start. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's the only argument. 
But I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I think Indiana's going to be better. I don't think Chicago fell off that much. Vander, losing Vander Salute and it's, losing it's Candace Parker is pretty rough. But... Dallas, it's between Dallas and the Mercury for me. I think One Minnesota's a sleeper team to potentially be awful. Just because Fowl's retired and I don't really know what their identity is, they might make some I mean, you still got there. Ariel Powers there, though. Yeah. And she, she's If there's ever a walking 30-piece, <laughs> she can do it. Like, she can do it. She had I'm not picking Minnesota days. to be the worst, but if we're looking for dark horse candidates to be yeah, bottom yeah, no, of no, the no. barrel, Minnesota could if they ship I off I think powers. they're third in my list. I think they're okay. like third on my list, but... I guess if I had to use the rosters today, I'll say it's Dallas, but... From what I expect to happen, it's the Mercury, man. I think I, that the Mercury are going to be okay to start. They might start off like two and two. They'll hit one wall and then they'll trade half the team. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. I think I think we're on the same page on that, right? I don't know. I kind of like your your draft day trade thing. I, like if I doubt. That Indiana ever gives up the chance for Leah Boston for Scott they're they're not trading Boston for uh, for Diggins, but if, that's not happening. But I'm saying here, let me let me go through here and see what these picks. What? Uh, let me see what picks they have real quick. Because uh, you you can move a number of picks. Yeah. And have a pretty good shot at getting her. I think, and I think ultimately that's what it is. Maybe like you know, a couple of young pieces, some picks, bring in Skylar Diggins Smith, and but the also thing is that she's looking to be a contender. So it could really be somebody more like the Sun, or and that really may be what pushes this deadline out she wants to go to a contender she doesn't just want to go to another team like she wants a chance to go get a championship and so she's yeah. definitely not doing that with the mercury that's why i think she's out no the mercury as far as i'm concerned are just a dead team walking at this point but at the this point if you're skylar diggins smith you kind of give up that championship dream looking at the aces and the liberty it's like well i'm not winning it no matter where i go so let me just go somewhere and be happy and i think that you know indiana would be a nice homecoming for her all right, Scott, anything else before we get up out of here? No, definitely fun to bring back the show. It's been a while. I I, th I forgot the exact date. I think the last episode we had was either October 30th or September 30th. It was a long time. Mm -hmm. so, so it feels good to be back. We're still a couple months out from the season starting, but it's nice to have an off-season little update podcast because... Look at well, us, fourth fourth in the list as soon as I type in WNBA. Fourth. I was going to say, we, need, we, we needed an episode. It's been several months and we had a bunch of free agent signings over the past 24 hours that we kind of needed to have the episode. But it's good to be back. I'm looking forward to having a couple other episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when the next one's going to be because I feel like we... We'll do it, uh... We'll do draft time. I'm saying we'll, we'll probably we'll do draft time that. and a preseason preview for yeah. both conferences, most likely. But the point is, at the end of the day, you're looking at a couple of podcasts, few and far between, because we just did the off-season podcast, basically. But definitely fun to bring it back. Looking forward to another profitable 2023 year in the WNBA. And until next time, let it ride. All right.
if you're not already, make sure you follow the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you give us a like and uh, review. Give us a review on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And subscribe sure. if you haven't. Yeah, subscribe if you have it. Make sure, just tap into us because if you was with us last year, you were with us last year. We were. It was very, very profitable, and we're just looking to take it to another level. It's going to be a lot of big changes for the podcast this year. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun. Other than that, he's at Rush Radio. Back really real underscore underscore. So I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of really ending the podcast. But I'm going to end it like this. Today is National Women in Sports Day. So we want to shout out. All the women in WNBA. Special shout out from me to my agent, Janae Adams. You are super great. I appreciate you. Love you. Thank you for all the help and just helping further my career and everything I'm doing. You are great. And shout out to all the women in sports. But remember, Liberty Biberty plus 165. Cash it. <laughs>